0: Hey, before we get started, I want to remind you about Pre-Med Diaries. That's where you call in, talk about what you're struggling with, what you are excited about, any wins that you want to talk about, by calling 833-MY-DIARY. Episode 2 was just released. Go subscribe in whatever podcast app that you're listening to this in. If you're on a website right now, go to meddiaries.com. This is the Pre-Med Year, session number 308. Hello and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Now, welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to join me today. And listen to me ramble about getting into medical school and what you should do and everything else. I uh, really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen, putting your trust in, hopefully, your trust into what I am saying. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And uh, really using this information for good, right? Using it to help you get in. To medical school if you are not subscribed to this podcast right now if you are not listening on uh, in apple podcasts in google podcasts and spotify wherever you are listening if it's not a podcast app where you're listening subscribe go to a podcast app spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you are and subscribe it's free and that way you won't miss an episode and then you can go back and listen to all the old episodes all 307 of them Actually, I think there's a, a 308. There's an extra bonus episode in there too as well. But anyway, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And don't forget to subscribe to Pre-Med Diaries as well. Episode two came out. A student called in talking about the financial stresses of being a non-traditional student, having a family, receiving his first acceptance to medical school, and then realizing, oh, like that's expensive. How do I, How am I going to do this? so it was a great conversation or a great discussion with uh, playing that and then Allison the host of Prima Diaries talking about it and what a student should do in that situation so what do i want to talk about today i mentioned trust earlier and i want you i need you i implore you if you're if you're taking time to listen to this podcast taking time to listen to me talk with you and listening to the advice that I give week in and week out, and then you go and you are writing your essays, your secondary essays, your, your personal statement, your extracurricular descriptions, and you're going and, and getting ready for your interviews, you go on your interviews, and if you are doing that and ignoring what I am telling you, great. It doesn't hurt my feelings, but it makes me sad when I hear from you afterwards and say, I didn't get in. And then I look at your personal statement. I talk to you about your interviews. I do a mock interview with you. And, and the mistakes that you make in the mock interview with me are probably the same mistakes that you made in your real interview. And I cringe because the mistakes that are being made aren't unique. They're the same mistakes. Every student is making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. right? I have a book, The Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement. I see horrendous personal statements. I have the book, Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Interview. Students read it. And then they come and do their interview, a mock interview with me, and I'm like, did you read my book? It doesn't sound like it. Some students get close. They try. A lot of students, they, they just, they, they need to, they think they have to put their own spin into it. And then they go wrong. And so I need you to, I want you to, I don't need you to, I want you to. Trust me, through this process of being a pre-med and getting into medical school, applying and writing your essays. Because what I'm telling you will help you. And you may think, well, Dr. Gray, my situation's unique. And so I I appreciate what you're telling me over here. But on this side, I really need to do it this way because there's something that I need to get across in my personal statement, in my interviews, whatever it is. I need to make sure that they know about it. I'm like, okay. You're wrong, but okay. It's like being a doctor which you should never talk about in your interviews or personal statement, what it's like to be a doctor or how this experience is going to make you a great doctor because you know as a doctor, blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't do that in your, in your essays or your interviews. But as a physician, right, our job is to educate the patient as much as possible. We call this patient autonomy. Previously, we had paternalistic medicine where the doctor knew best and the doctor told the patient what was going to happen. And now we have switched from that, rightfully so, to having a more patient-centered, patient-autonomy-driven healthcare system where we as physicians educate the patients. We take all of our knowledge that we learned in medical school and residency training and years practicing medicine and, and learning how to integrate all of this information And we talk to the patient, do a history, do a physical, and discuss with the patient. Here's what I think you may have. Here's my differential diagnosis. Here are potential um, uh, ways to diagnose this different lab tests, different imaging studies that we can do. Here's what I would recommend. What do you want to do? Okay, we have a diagnosis. Here's treatment, here's prognosis, here's risks, benefits what do you want to do? The patient decides. And so I feel like I'm the doctor in this situation talking to you guys about how to write a personal statement, how to write your extracurriculars, how to prepare for your interviews, how to do well in your interviews. And all I can do is, is guide you the best of my ability. And it's up to you to decide how to use that information. It's up to you to decide that. And so as we're going through this, I want to highlight a couple things that have popped up in the last little bit to just to remind you that what I'm saying actually helps. Okay? And, and go back to the episode that I did with Layla Amiri from the University of Illinois College of Medicine. Now, Layla talked about her interviewers, right? she's the director of admissions, her interviewers come out of an interview with a student and would look at her and go, I don't know who that student is. I didn't get a chance to to really understand who they are. Now, this is episode 288. If you want to go back and listen to the premedia session 288, again, this is Layla Amiri from University of Illinois College of Medicine. The student's, are in an interview being asked questions and answering questions based on what they think the interviewer wants to hear. And when you do that, you are not letting the interviewer know who you are. What are your beliefs? What are your thought processes? Where do you stand on on highly controversial topics like Physician-assisted suicide, like abortion. What are your thoughts on on our president? That's a good question. I love asking nowadays because students are like, wait, did, did you just ask me uh, what I think about the president? <laughs> yeah, I did. I want to know. I want to know what your thoughts are. And as soon as you start playing it safe, as soon as you start worrying about the thoughts and the beliefs and and what... If, if the interviewer is right or left or middle or whatever, as soon as you start worrying about all of that, thinking about all of that, and shaping your answers to those thoughts, you are not letting the interviewer understand who you are. When you walk into an interview with your agenda set, I need to make sure that the interviewer thinks that I am dedicated. I need to make the... Make sure that the interviewer knows that I am dedicated to the underserved, that I am dedicated to rural medicine, that I am an amazing team player, that I am going to work hard, that I am an amazing non-traditional applicant who has all this experience and it's going to make me a great physician. As soon as you walk into an interview like that, you failed. In my mind, you have failed because guess what? There's only about 7,000 of you in the first few weeks that are listening to this right now, and over time, that number grows. I think the most downloaded podcast episode we have is about 20,000, but there's 60,000 students applying to medical school every year, and only 7,000 of you are going to listen to it right now. And so those other 53,000 students who aren't listening to this, who aren't reading my books, who aren't getting indoctrinated into the Dr. Gray way, those students are walking into their interview going, look at me, interviewer. Look how hardworking I am. Look how much I love science. Look how much I love helping people. Look how much I'm going to be a great physician. Look how much better I am. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Now, how's that interviewer supposed to connect with that? How's that interviewer supposed to have a conversation around that? I'll give you a hint. They aren't. And they get bored of it. Because the other students who are walking in that day are going to do the same exact thing. Until you walk in, after listening to this, And you realize that really the goal of the interview is to connect. It's to connect with you and who you are and what your interests are, what your passions are, and not just to hear how great you think you are, but to really, really, truly understand who you are. I get emails and private messages and direct messages almost every day. And as we're recording this, it's October 16th, and yesterday, October 15th, was the first day that students were allowed to be accepted into allopathic medical schools, right? The, the AMC has rules that allopathic medical schools can't accept students until the middle of October. And so, I got a bunch of emails yesterday and today all about getting in and thank you and, and it, if it wasn't for your books and your podcasts, right? These are students who maybe I've heard from them, maybe I have, haven't heard from them before. And I want to read you this one because this one really hits home as to why I, I harp on this over and over and over again. That you just you have to be you, right? I, I I'll be excited in the next couple of weeks. I have a, a big announcement of of actually bringing on a student to the medical school headquarters and and hiring somebody full time, which is amazing. And I got connected with her because she she came to a class here in Colorado, the the Colorado Wilderness Medicine course, and I was speaking there, and I talked about how you have to be you. you Be involved in soccer if you love soccer. That's okay. Put it on your application as a hobby. That's okay because that's you. You have to speak to your truths. And so we connected and and she's awesome and she's going to be helping here in the future. But um, that was just another story that randomly popped into my head. But listen to this direct message that came in to me on Instagram. This student says, I'm a huge fan follower of all the work you do on podcasts, social media, books, etc. I just got accepted to Texas Tech for their MD MBA program, and I am so stoked. That was my number one program and first interview of the cycle. I read your interview book a couple of times, awesome, and listened to every one of your interview podcasts, as well as doing a couple of mock interviews. And it worked. No surprise to you, I'm sure. In all three interviews... Now, here's the key part. I spent most of the time just talking about common interests that were completely unrelated to medicine. Without your help, I probably would never have set myself up for that kind of interview with the quote-unquote tell-me-about-yourself question. Your advice to be a normal person and have a conversation like a first date is pure gold. You have to be yourself. You have to be yourself. End of story. Do not go into that interview and try to sell the interviewer that you are going to be an amazing med student, an amazing uh, uh, physician, an amazing whatever it is that you are trying to spew out of your mouth. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It doesn't work interviewers see right through that. And if you try to tell a story to set yourself up for making sure that the interviewer knows something about you, don't do it. They see right through it. Now I have another story from the uh the hangout, which if you're not part of, you should be. A student was asking any fellow equestrians out there, I was wondering if my volunteering at it, at national and local horse shows and involvement in the local uh, eventing association is something worth mentioning in my application. And I said, yes, of course, right? Of course, because that's something that interests you. Why not put it on there as a hobby, as, as volunteering, as whatever it is? And right after me, someone said, yes, I talked about my horseback riding involvement under the hobbies section of my AMCAS work, and activities, and ended up having a long conversation about my involvement with horses with an interviewer who had a similar interest. You have to know yourself, right? This student, I said, and this is why I tell students to just be themselves. And she came back and said, knowing myself and, quote, being myself were truly the best pieces of advice I received while applying and interviewing. I'm grateful I had the opportunity to participate in your beta interview course. All right so she she was in my interview course, which is coming soon. it was in beta. now it's not in beta, but it's coming soon. You have to be yourself. Don't let anybody else out there tell you that being yourself is not right. I had another student posting in the hangout recently that the feedback that that she is getting from her premed advisor is that her personal statement isn't showing enough passion for science. And I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit because that is the most cliche thing to write about in your personal statement. You don't have to have a passion for science to be an amazing physician. You don't have to have a passion for science to do well in medical school. You, you need to want to impact people's lives affect their lives as a physician to treat them to cure them to to diagnose them to be there for them in their most challenging moments that's what being a physician is do you have to be good enough at science of course do you have to have a passion for it heck no so i told that student you politely tell her that that you don't that that you are more comfortable with the direction of of your personal statement than her feedback. And if she gets upset because you're not following her feedback, then oh well. Right, You have to be you. Don't let anybody try to force a narrative into your story. Because then it's not you. And then during the interview, that becomes very, very a parent. You have to be you. So I talked about how students are are receiving this information, right? Through this podcast. If you're listening to, to this podcast right now, thank you. You are a, a part of a select few, a few thousand, many, several thousands. I, I am so humbled every day where I see download numbers where it's like 7,000 people are downloading this podcast to listen to it. And, and I, am, I am amazed and shocked and in awe and so grateful that you are taking the time. If you haven't yet, go check out all of my pre-med playbook series, pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement, guide to the medical school interview, guide to the MCAT, the personal statement book, the interview book. They help you learn how to be you. How to tell your story and how not to force a narrative that you think you have to tell, even though you really don't. So, please, if there's anything that you take away from any of my podcasts, besides subscribing and going on checking out my books, it's be yourself. Own it. Be okay with it. Telling your truths is the most important part of the application process, of the interview process. Because if your truths don't come out, then the interviewers, the admissions committees, the people who are making the decisions about your acceptance to medical school will not know who you are and will not be able to properly assess you as a potential candidate. And you won't get in to medical school. By being yourself, by owning your truths, by speaking your truths, you have a much better shot of letting that admissions committee know who you are, why you're doing this, and who you're going to be in the future. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to go check out pre Diaries at MedDiaries.com or in your favorite podcast app. We'll see you next time here on the Pre-Mid Years Podcast.